0: Happy Holidays from Paul and myself. Since it is the holidays, we are spending a little bit of extra time with our families, or maybe gaming, you decide. But we are going to dive into the vault and bring you one of our favorite episodes, and that is our episode on Valheim. This game came out of nowhere. It took everybody by surprise. I learned that I am an excellent builder when it comes to these type of games. Uh mm-hmm. Paul is somewhat of a cook, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. You know, but this game was an absolute ton of fun. It's in our top ten, maybe top five. I don't know. Paul, I believe
1: it's number six.
0: Six. Well, I see, I was I was right <laughs> in there somewhere. Somewhere uh, right around there. But we wanted to release this one because it's such an amazing game. They're still developing it. It just gets better and better. And uh, and we wanted to have something fun for you all to listen to that was a great episode and a great game that maybe you guys uh, didn't get a chance to listen to or try out. Yes,
1: yeah, so we hope you guys will enjoy the episode while we take a little bit of a break here for the holiday season. We are going to be rolling out a couple of older episodes, so we hope you guys enjoy Valheim. I know Josh and I loved the game, so we loved raving about it in the podcast. Hope you guys all enjoy it. Let's get into it. Whether we live or die today is already in the hands of the gods. Fear not, fight well, and if you fall, surely Odin will take you to Valhalla. Boys, it's time to get our Viking on, because today we are deep diving into the biggest surprise hit of 2021 so far, Valheim. Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. Come join us at the bonfire, where we have some delicious lox meat roasting over the open fire, which I dare say pairs delightfully with the barley wine. I am your host Paul, the spiritual descendant of Eric the Red, and with me I have two of my Viking brethren, our sea captain and explorer, the Leif Ericsson of our clan, Todd. Hey guys, I never knew how much I enjoyed stew
2: until this game, but I, I have a new appreciation
1: for it. There's so many good stews in this game. We're we're gonna break them all down one by one in, in <laughs> this a few is minutes. The stew cast. the stewcast. All right. And then finally, guys, I ran out of Vikings that I know by name, so I had to Google search famous Vikings for this one. So he's the Chris Carter or the Dante Culpepper of the podcast, Josh. What? Dante Culpepper? That's a football player. (laughs) Wrong, wrong type of Viking. Wrong Viking. <laughs> oh, oh! Wrong
0: I can't oh, believe you're call me Loki, man—the god of mischief. Come on, uh, that's, no, that's that, that would way work too. Better. Yes,
2: we've already called you that before in past podcasts. Right. We've we've talked about that. Maybe maybe I
0: like it when you guys say like you know, hey, you're the god of mischief.
2: You just you know? want to be a part of the Avengers. That's true. I really do. <laughs> Although Loki was not an Avenger either. So. He was he was like in the Avenger family. He
0: was the like a cousin. No, he was the brother to Thor, uh,
1: adopted brother, adopted brother of Thor. <laughs> right? Yes. As Thor likes to point out, he's adopted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm I'm really excited to talk about Valheim, guys. Oh, I man. feel like this is one that really snuck up on us out of nowhere. I was so glad, Josh, that you wanted us to cover this. I didn't even hear about it, and you just said hey, I keep hearing great things about this brand new game in early access called Valheim, and then I saw it was one to ten players and just bought it. I did not see a single video ahead of time. We just jumped right into this game. I feel like it has been such a joy to discover this kind of out of nowhere, and the game's had enormous success. Whew, crazy. And, and I'm I'm so excited.
0: Four million copies sold, I think, as of this recording.
1: Dang. Yeah. yeah. By the time it comes out, it... Could be five or six. Every two to three days, (laughs) I see another milestone where they say, hey, everyone, thanks so much. We've sold another million. It's wild. And it's a small development team. I think they said five guys. Which is insane.
0: Let's see. So it's 20 bucks, and they've sold four million copies. That's $80 million divided by five. Steam takes half of that.
1: All right, that's true.
0: 30%.
1: Yeah, the five of them, I, I'm sure, are are doing just fine. So, in case anyone is unfamiliar with Valheim, here is Steam's description of the game. A brutal exploration and survival game for 1-10 to 10 players, set in a procedurally generated purgatory inspired by Viking culture. Battle, build, and conquer your way to a saga worthy of Odin's patronage. So, I think that that description does hit on the key terms... The, the key verbs there are explore, survive, battle, build, and conquer. I think that that is a good description, but there's so much more to the game than that when you actually start to break it down. Uh, so I thought it would probably help if we kind of start like on the broad, kind of explaining what this game is. And then we'll start to narrow in on some of the other subjects and then also share some of our stories that, that we've experienced along the way. So who wants to maybe jump in here first and give a brief explanation for how the world works and kind of what you get dropped into?
2: So the world is kind of an open world sandbox. Um, You start off with just your fists and you're, you're around this like monument with a whole bunch of stones that you don't really know what they do. You have a crow that's your guide throughout the game. And then you run around and you have to, like, punch bushes and trees and stuff to gather mats and then you can build better things. And then it starts to create this cycle of you gather mats, you build stuff, you can, you know, craft uh, pickaxes and a whole bunch of different items, and then you can gather mats faster and you can start to gather other mats And then you build more stuff, then you gather new materials, build more stuff, and then it's like that for kind of the rest of the game, but it never gets boring. Like, there's always something to learn, there's always a new mat, and there's always something to build. And how
0: is that, man? Because this game starts like Rust starts, basically, except they give you underwear in this game. like overrated you, you get dumped in onto this random place you're in your underwear and the first thing you do is you start like finding wood you hit a tree and you're like oh okay and then you find a rock and then you make like an axe and then now you can chop a tree like there's nothing groundbreaking to the survival mechanics on this game in the beginning at least i mean we'll we'll get into some stuff later on that's different but it's like like it doesn't get boring i'm with you todd like We've done this a hundred times in a hundred different games, and yet there's something about the the survival part in Valheim that is just super satisfying.
1: Well, I think a major reason for why it doesn't get boring and why you don't give up on this game early is the fact that you do have direction for what to do in the game. Like Todd mentioned, I don't know if it's a crow or a raven, but there's a, a black bird that shows up every once in a while, and he gives you tips and hints about the world. And that actually drives the game a little bit. Even though you don't necessarily get and and finish quests along the way, they do give you more direction than your typical sandbox game. So Todd had kind of alluded to the fact that you start out in like a meadow and there are some rock formations and they have runes that have writings on them. And basically you learn that Odin has given you a task of hunting down and killing five of his enemies. And so that's kind of the overarching quest of the game. But then along the way, you do find tablets that have some hints and direction written on them. You have the bird showing up and guiding you. And I think that that really helps. You don't just get dropped in a world without any direction, which is kind of what you get with other games like Minecraft or Terraria. This one, I think, is a little bit more structured.
2: And that's what separates it out from games like The Forest. Because when we first heard of this game and started looking into it, I'm like, The Forest was good. Like, is this going to be better than that? Eh, It's probably going to be the same. And then you start to play it. And what it does well is, like, when you're in an area you're not supposed to be in, it punishes you and it punishes you hard. And then, like, you're like, All right, let me not go over there for a while until like, I feel like I'm leveled up In the forest, it's just kind of like blind adventure. And then you're just going in every direction trying to progress the story.
1: Yeah. I I think you're definitely onto something there. Josh, do you want to talk a little bit about how there's like different biomes and kind of how that works with the procedurally generated world?
0: Yeah, so there's that's one of the cool things. And that's one of the things that keeps this game super interesting in the survival aspect and the exploration aspect. Is there's, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler to talk about some of the different biomes, is it? Yeah, so you start off, you start off in the meadows, which is beautiful, and there's music. Dude, do yourself a favor when it asks you if you want to leave the background music on in this game, leave it on. I'm telling you because all the meadows are so soothing and peaceful. And there's birds flying around. And then there's freaking wild boar that start trying to gore you. And then there's deer that are honking and running away every time you're trying to hunt one of them. Um, but then, you know, you slowly all of a sudden you get to like the black forest and the black forest is like dark. And then it's super clustered and all of a sudden things are attacking you. And then you hear the ground start shaking. And then you're like, what the heck is that? And then a gigantic troll like starts walking towards you.
2: When the first troll appears, it blows you away because it, it towers over everything around you. And sometimes they hold a tree trunk, which they can use as a baseball <laughs> no, no, bat.
0: No, no. Correction, is they hold an entire tree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. They'll pick the whole thing up. Yeah, that was one of the really cool things, because when you jump in, you're in the meadow, which Josh already explained the type of animals you see. And since we didn't know anything about this game, I remember when we first started exploring the Black Forest, I started yelling and telling you guys, there's a massive troll. And I took a print screen and I sent it to you in Discord and told you guys, hey, you need to come join me because there's no way I'm going to attack this thing on my own. And so it was really neat. I I think one of the reasons why this game has been so successful and why we loved it so much is that the game does have an awful lot of crafting and base building. And when you pick up a new building material for the first time, whether it's a piece of wood or a piece of flint or a stone, it will pop up and give you a list of all the new recipes that you have just learned. And I feel like that kind of progression over the course of the game really drives you to keep exploring and finding new things and figuring out what these new materials do.
0: Yeah. And then, I mean, the biomes thing is super cool, too, because you're going to spend a lot of time in these, right? Like the the Black Forest always butts up against the meadows. So then the Black Forest, you start discovering things like skeleton crypts and like dungeons and stuff like that that are in the game. So then you're like, oh, wow, this is super cool. And then as you're running around, all of a sudden you start seeing snow, And you're like, oh, dude, there's a snowy mountain. So you start trying to run up the snowy mountain. And guess what? You start freezing to death. And then you're like, wait, I can't even go here yet? And then it's like like Todd was saying, the game does a very good job of punishing you when you're not supposed to be somewhere yet. And I love that, man. I love that, like, ooh, I want to come back here. Like, I can't wait to come explore this new area and Mm -hmm. figure out, number one, how do we survive here? Number two, what's going to be here? Because you know there's going to be good stuff there if – like you can't even like if you're freezing to death just from trying to run up this mountain.
2: So my first encounter with a biome that I knew I wasn't supposed to be in was the swamps. <laughs> um, I, hate the swamps I, I got so to much. an area <laughs> and then I was like, oh, like I'm pulling up, and then all of a sudden snakes or like little leeches start attacking my boat and I freak out and I jump out of my boat. Then I start seeing skeletons and then just monsters I haven't even seen before, and then just get wrecked. And then it's like, what was that? Like what did I just find myself in? And then like you you scavenge and get your stuff back on another run. but then later, like you you have that like, what was that? How do I get there? What weapons and stuff do I need to build? And then you finally get to the point where you're like, all right, I know there's something crazy here. Let me slowly start to go into the swamps. Let me like go on the outside of the swamps and slowly poke in until you start getting more and more and more confident. So like it 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 feels like riding a bike, where like the first time you ride a bike, you're you fall and it hurts, and then you don't like it, <laughs> and then you kind of figure it out and you can go a little bit faster, a little bit faster, a little bit faster, and now you're having fun because like you did something, like you made an achievement.
0: And then you go to pop a wheelie because you think you're just bad. And then you pop a wheelie and you flip backwards and you crack your head on the ground. But that's like,
1: you know, but then you're like, ooh, that was cool too. Yeah, this game has so many moments like that. So while the game does encourage exploration, you can't explore too much in the beginning because you first have to explore the biome that you're in because the different biomes have like different difficulty levels. And so you want to stick to a little bit more of the safety of the meadow. And I thought this would be a good time for us to just talk about some of the moments that stand out, some of the funnier stories in the early game. And the very first thing that I think of was the first time that Josh and I started chopping down trees. Oh my goodness, dude. (laughs) There was a little bit of a revelation that we were not ready for. This happened in the first ten minutes? Like, I
0: mean, we gathered some stone and some twigs off the ground, built a stone axe, and then started chopping trees because we're like, hey, we know how to do survival games. And then we're chopping this tree, and the next thing you know, timber goes the tree. Well, the tree falls on me and kills me. Instant Instant. dead. Instant dead. (laughs) And I just remember cracking up, and Paul just went, like, what happened? And I went, dude, that tree just killed me!
1: (laughs) You want to know what's funny? I knew exactly what happened because You and I were chopping different trees and you got killed by the one that I chopped down. (laughs) So I watched it fall and kill you. And it was a little bit of like the Tommy boy. What'd you do? Cause I was like, Josh, you died? What, what happened? Oh man. So yeah, the, the Valheim is a dangerous world. Even the trees you chop down, they will destroy your base. If it falls on your base, it'll kill you. It'll kill your friends. So you can't even trifle with the trees. So I think all of us have died from chopping down trees, because sometimes it'll start a chain reaction where you chop one tree, it'll knock down the one next to it. Next thing you know, they're all falling like dominoes, and you can easily get caught up in there.
0: Dude, the best thing is, how many times new people... Todd, didn't you die to a tree the first time you chopped a tree down?
2: Absolutely. Like, within the first <laughs> five minutes.
0: <laughs> right. Jared, who popped in, like, we're like, he's like, oh, you guys are playing this game. Jared's like, oh, I'll go chop this tree down. What happens to Jared? Tree falls on Jared, kills Jared. <laughs> Mm -hmm. it's a rite of passage (laughs) really like everybody dies to a tree falling on them
2: and then it's one of those things you don't want to tell new players because it's so funny do not if you're listening and you are going to get this game and play with
0: your friends do not tell your friends that the trees are going to fall on them and kill them because it is the most glorious thing to watch happen
1: when you know it's going to happen oh yeah there's really nothing funnier so Another thing that really stood out to me in the early game is that Josh built our first oh,
0: you guys, group base. You guys rag on
2: me for this base so bad. It was pretty awful. Todd, how would you describe the base that Josh built for us? It was like if a child built a barn. <laughs> it's Okay, number one, I am a child. Okay, and
0: it was a barn. So. A blind child?
2: <laughs> the the it building in this tent. game is not. It had no floor. It was it- all roof. It was an A frame. So, all roof, both it's sides. It's like a U. And frame. then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the like walls. You didn't even use a door to get in. You would just hop over the walls. Uh, I did to have get doors
0: in. that led in and out of the barn. You guys just found that it was easier
1: to jump over the walls <laughs> yes. instead of go through the doors. So, it was so funny because in the game, you have to build a bed. And the bed has to be covered by a roof. And Josh had so many holes in our roof that our buddy Jared could not even lay down a bed because all of it was exposed. And we just kept joking, saying that he was going to have to lay in the bed where all the rain was just pouring straight off the roof right onto his bed because he couldn't even get it to work right. man. And so Todd is usually our base builder in games like Rust. And I feel like Jared stepped on your territory just a little bit here because Jared gets on, does not go with us on any expeditions for the first 45 hours that we Mm -hmm. played this game. And all he did was build massive, beautiful bases that really made Josh's pale in comparison. Like, we're talking taverns. Like a a
2: dining hall (laughs) tavern with a second story... And like I don't I, I I don't have words for the beauty that that hull had.
0: I, I it's funny because Todd actually mentioned like I can't believe there's somebody else that likes to build bases and is 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 good at it. And then Todd didn't know what to do. He was like, like if I, if, if it's not my responsibility to build like bases, like like what do I do? And we're like, now you get to go exploring with us. <laughs> But when we're talking about the exploring thing, the thing that comes to my mind is we were building our bases, my beautiful, luxurious barn, and Mm -hmm. we were gathering materials and we were slowly progressing. And then Todd is like, whoa, we just unlocked a recipe to build a raft. Like, let's build a raft. And I'm like, okay. So we build this raft and Todd's like, let's go sailing. Well, I'm like, okay. So we start going sailing out on the ocean. Like when you talk about a biome, one of the biomes people don't think about is the open ocean in this game. And yeah. we had just gotten like bronze. leather armor or think or bronze armor. Oh, it was bronze, Whoa, right? We got
2: we just started getting bronze weapons. And it
0: took it took a lot of work to get these. So then I start freaking out, right? Because I'm like, "Todd, we're so far out in the ocean on this teeny little raft that is like four logs strapped together. And all I'm doing the whole time is just going, Todd, turn around. Todd, we're going to die. <laughs> a, a kraken is going to kill us, Todd. A sea serpent's going to come along. We're, we're going to die out here. We're going to lose all of our stuff. Turn around, Todd. And you're like, nah, Josh, it'll be fine, man. It'll be fine. And then we just kept sailing <laughs> forever. Yeah,
2: it took so long that that little dinky raft is not meant for the ocean it's meant for like short jumps not full-on expeditions but we had fun and we learned some things one don't sail into the wind it's not productive (laughs) two don't ever go sailing with Todd But yeah, that w- that was the funniest trip. And then after that trip, so after we returned, I think we got off after we got back because we were on the ocean for like 20 30 minutes. And then the very next morning, I was like, we saw an island and it was like so weird. I'm going to I'm going to go to that island. And that was my first encounter with the swamps. So I took my bronze weapon I went out there, I started getting attacked by, like, little leeches, I started getting attacked by skeleton and draugers and all of the things, and then just got wrecked so fast, and then all of my stuff was on that island that I had to
1: figure out how to get. So that's one thing we haven't mentioned. If you die in Valheim, all of your gear stays there, and you have to retrieve your corpse. So a big part of the game is being careful in where you die... And how much gear you have remaining at your base. Because if you have everything on your guy and you die in the middle of a really tough biome like the planes, you might have a really hard time retrieving your corpse and getting that gear back.
0: Well, that was another exploration thing that we had a lot of fun with was Paul and I were sailing around. Todd, I don't know. Were you with us when we found the planes for the first time? I don't think
1: you were. No. Right. It was just so you and It you, was Josh. Paul
0: and I. We're sailing around. We're like, "Oh, there's an island and it looks nice. It looks nice and accommodating. It's not the swamp or the black forest. Sandy and, beach." Yeah, so we're like, "Oh, what's this?" So we part the, sun park the shining. boat and we get out and there's these giant like like buffalo looking things that we'd never seen before. And we're like, "Whoa, what are those?" And then we hear this laughter. We hear this ha ha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're like, "What is that?" And then all of a sudden I see a little goblin. Well, any nerd knows that goblins are super weak, right? Like they're goblins, right? Like you don't have to fear goblins. So we're like, Oh, and I'm like, dude, look at that goblin over there. Well, Paul shoots an arrow at it and it laughs and it comes wandering on over. And then it just chucks a javelin straight through my chest and one shots me. And my little, <laughs> little two, cause you have this like little tombstone thing that pops out when you die. And my little tombstone <laughs> just goes. <laughs> All I hear is Paul <laughs> cracking up, and then he starts running from this goblin that are, like, super strong, man.
1: So that ended up being a tough trip to go back and retrieve our corpses, because that was all the way across the We were the far. Ocean. That was not an easy corpse run. Yeah. So one other funny thing in the early game, before we kind of move on to talk about some other stuff, is that inevitably when you're playing with a large group of people, and we've been playing mostly with a group of four... But even as high as like seven or eight. And inevitably, you end up collecting a whole lot of loot and you're putting all of this stuff into chests and you, you just have too much gear. And sometimes you just don't know what to do with it, right, Josh? We didn't have enough
0: treasure, we didn't have enough storage chests in the base. So, what I started doing is realizing what is trash. And I would take it straight out the front door and I would just throw it over the railing because items in this game do not despawn. There's no way to actually delete items. And so I would just chuck it over the railing into like the little farm area. Well, after (laughs) doing. Doing this for like three days straight. We had the largest trash pile you've
2: ever seen just sitting in this farm. It was like a city dump. And the the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the worst thing is like it sparkles if there's like loot on the ground. So it was sparkling, but it kind of looked like it smelt because there was this big pile with like stuff coming off of it. And in the game, there's these giant troll heads that after you get a few, you don't need them anymore. So there was like four or five troll heads. So we have this just giant pile of heads and garbage sitting next
1: to our farm, just sitting there and smelling. Oh, Yep. So one thing that I think is important to note is that we have been very careful to not Google and look up too much information about this game. Because we just wanted to experience it for the way it was designed to be played. The game gives you a little bit of direction, but a lot of the fun is just figuring this stuff out on the fly. And so we've been very careful to not look up strategies about bosses or how to find them or anything like that. And so there might still be things about this game that we don't know or really understand because we're just playing it. And I think that's the best way to do it. Because we have also had experiences that have not always gone well While exploring. So for example, we finally gathered enough mats and we got some iron nails and stuff like that. So we built this big giant Viking ship and we set out with five of us, right? It was the three of us and our buddies, Jared and Andy. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of like a multi, multi multi-step question here. But first of all, Josh, how do you feel about the wind? In I hate the wind in this game, dude.
0: I like sailing. <laughs> I'm a good captain. Like, I've I've worked on fishing boats, like, in real life. Like, I know how to work a boat, right? So, but this game, I hate the wind, man. Because if the wind is in front of you, your boat don't move. It's not like other games where it doesn't move as fast, right? It's not like Sea of Thieves where you can sail into the wind, but you just kind of go a little bit slower. In this game, if you are sailing into the wind, you are stuck, and you're so stuck you can't even freaking turn the boat man Yeah,
1: (laughs) it's terrible todd is todd is so much of a better sport as captain of the boat because josh just gets so mad at the wind (laughs) every single time josh is our sailor the wind inevitably goes the other way and josh i think josh secretly really (laughs) hates sailing even though he tends to try to be the one controlling the boat Todd is always just cool and calm and collected where he'll go at a weird angle and then try to use that momentum to go forward. But I never, I never sail any of the ships because I completely just let you guys do that.
2: The worst was when I was like, Josh, come on, like, let let me sail, like, you're you're getting frustrated and all that. I'll, I'll figure this out. Then, like, the whole area turns to fog. So I can't see anything and a big sails in (laughs) front of my face. So then I'm like, hey, guys, make sure you spot for me. And then you're like, all right, lands on like lands on our left. Like, just make sure you stay to the right a little bit. Oh, there's a little bit of land on the right. Like, go back left. Land straight in front of us. Stop. And then (laughs) the boat does not (laughs) stop
0: quickly either. (laughs)
2: And we like There's went no into anchor. this inlet and we were trying to like U turn in the middle of it. And then goblins started running up to our boat because we were on the planes. And that was by far the stickiest, like worst situation because we were going to die with all of us, all of our stuff, all five of us on this inlet because like the procedurally generated world created this terrible situation where it looks like it's going to be open but then there's a little bit of land you can run into.
1: Yeah, and and so we're being somewhat careful in not to talk too much about what you can discover in this game, but the one thing I will say is that there are some more magical elements that you encounter in Valheim, and there are some things that do help out in regards to transportation, but one of our experiences was when we took all of our good gear, we are on the boat, we sail... I don't even know how long trying to set up 30 minutes in a new location. Yeah. Yeah. And so we just sail for the longest time. And our buddy, Jared, totally not his fault. (laughs) Bless your heart, Jared. (laughs) Bless your heart, Jared. Somehow was missing a gray dwarf eye, which was a vital component to what we were trying to do that we did not realize we were missing until we were 40 minutes sailed away from our base. And I'll just let you guys share the rest of that story. What, what ended up happening?
0: Well, Jared was very apologetic. So, so one thing we have to, so when you craft in this game and when you build in this game, one of the things I absolutely love about it is you can dismantle something and get your, your materials back. Like I love that, right? It's like, it's not like once you build it like rust where, Hey, you've spent it and you can't get it back, right? Like if you, if you build it and you break it down, you get all that stuff back. Great. So we Jared was like oh I'll break this down I'll get the materials we need for this non spoiler thing we're being intentionally vague and we're like okay great so but he forgot to pick up one item off the ground or there's yeah. a
2: bug where like 90% of it like comes back and you don't get some of the items um yeah maybe I think he just forgot <laughs> So we
0: get we get 40 minutes away and we're like, okay, go ahead, like put that thing down. And Jared's like, uh, uh, we're missing something, guys. And the thing you can't get the thing that we need anywhere nearby. It's only in like a different part of the world. And we're like, (laughs) what do we do now?
1: So now we're stuck needing to get a gray dwarf eye, which is only in the Black Forest. And so now we are just taking our ship. Sailing at night in the fog, just hoping to run into a black forest. Josh goes AFK, I think to like get a drink or something. Yeah. Josh is gone. We finally, all of a sudden, the biome changes and it says Black Forest. And Jared and Todd and I are celebrating. We're cheering. We drive maybe or sail 15 seconds into the Black Forest and then park our boat jump off and decide, let's go find some gray dwarfs and kill them until we get our gray dwarf eyes. And then all of a sudden Todd, Jared, and I start <laughs> hearing some <laughs> goblin laughter and guess what happened? All of us died. Josh dies. The boat sinks. All of our gear gone. All of those materials we needed for some transportation type of stuff is gone and now, none of us have any gear, and we don't really have any way of getting back. And all of us just said, all right, we're logging out for the night. We'll just deal with this later.
0: And the thing <laughs> is, I went AFK. I'm thinking, we're on the boat, we're sailing, we're fine. I come back, and I'm dead in the base, because like, you respawn in your bed. And I'm like, guys, what just happened? And <laughs> here's Paul just going, man, you don't even want to know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> just- poor Josh wasn't even there, <laughs> and we lost all of it. But Jared, to his credit, because he lives in the East Coast and we're all out here in in Phoenix, he got up early the next day, recovered all of our gear, and then let us know. Dude. And I was like, "Wow, Jared, I just figured we would all go do that together," but he went out and did all that in the morning.
0: You know, somebody feels bad when they build, gather the stuff to build a second boat. Sail for forty minutes to get back to where you all died. Grab everybody's stuff, like get it up and running to where we can get back there faster. You know than we need to. Like, I, I mean, I, Jared, kudos to you, man, because I would not have done that. I would have been like, "So, guys, we uh, we getting all our stuff back tonight." But he took care of all of it,
1: man. <laughs> yep he he did it solo. So one last thing that I think we should talk about is the fact that you do get to fight these enemies of Odin. And so I know that we don't want to talk about it too much. We have already defeated four out of the five bosses, and we're currently working on the fifth and the final. But I think the one fight that definitely stands out is the second fight. And you, you reach it pretty quick in Valheim, so I don't think this is too spoilery. But you end up Finding a rune, and it tells you that the next boss you fight is called the elder, and it marks it on the map of where you're gonna go and fight that boss and I think we got a little cocky because we had just entered maybe the iron age and we had crafted maybe just like one or we didn't have iron, any iron weapons yet. it was bronze no iron yet, we had bronze, yeah, just a little bit of bronze, probably, and so we got a little cocky and decided let's just go fight the elder, oh man, that did not. <laughs> well <laughs> so how sideways
0: so quick yeah it's when you die in this game because you have to corpse run man and and so mm-hmm. like number one you don't have any health you don't have any gear and stamina in this game another thing it, we should probably break down combat a little bit in this to give people an idea so one of the things that makes this game great is the combat Like, there, it's a great survival, it's great exploration, it's great crafting, and honestly, the combat's a lot of fun. You are constantly getting assaulted by monsters, and big monsters, little monsters, evil little goblins, you know, giant trolls, that kind of stuff, and then there's these bosses you fight, but part of the combat, and a lot of other stuff in this game, is that you have a stamina bar, and so anytime you sprint, anytime you jump, anytime you swing an axe to chop down a tree, you use up stamina. And stamina is the bane of my existence in this game, man. Like, it is, you just, you are constantly running out of stamina. And yes, there are ways to build up your stamina. And yes, as you get better at chopping trees, you'll use less stamina as you do that. So it there's progression there as well. But, you know, if you are Blocking with a shield, it uses stamina. Everything in this game uses stamina. So part of it is, is that as you're fighting, you have to manage your stamina bar so that you can either run away or block or dodge roll or any of those things. And man, when we fought this Elder, we did not know what to expect. The first boss in this game, you can fight within the first 20 minutes if you want to. And he's cake. Like There's nothing. It's, just, it's like a tutorial boss, basically. The Elder comes out and... Ch- <laughs> just wrecks us, man. And now we don't know what to do because all of our corpses are littered around this gigantic boss that doesn't despawn.
1: Didn't he end up wrecking our mini base that we set up near him?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem. Because he doesn't despawn, somebody kind of aggroed him over towards our mini base that we had set up so that we had an easy way to get to him to fight him. And he he got ticked off at our base and just leveled our entire base.
1: Oh, it was such a funny fight because the Elder basically shoots out tendrils and stuff towards you. But all of that thing, all of that is destroying the trees around you. And it's destroying us. And there's wood flying everywhere. And he's destroying the ground. And we're trying to cut line of sight and get back to our gear. And it felt just so chaotic I think we actually legit probably fought him and did corpse runs for 20 to 25 minutes, I think. Oh, I think it was longer than that. It was at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like for me, that's kind of when I realized oh, these bosses are not something you're going to crank out quickly like the first one. You actually have to progress in the game, build up your armor, build up your weapons, upgrade them, and then maybe you'll be ready to to take on the boss.
2: Well, and every boss has, like, a different weakness or, like, a different strategy. Uh, Like, I don't want to get into it too much, but, like, we, in the bosses we fought, like, we didn't always attack the the boss the same way. Like, there's different weapons in the game, which I think we should get into. Like, there's, you know, a a bow, like, and different types of bows and different types of arrows, but then there's different types of damage. Like, there's pierce damage, blunt damage slash
1: slash pierce yeah i think that might be all of them but yeah they they, they are different Yeah. yeah so some weapons will hit more than one enemy so if you swing a sword you can hit multiple enemies at once but then if you're using like a spear it's more of a jab where you're jabbing one enemy at a time and some weapons are two hand other ones are one hand which you can pair with a torch or a shield and so you get to test out the different weapons, and they feel and act very differently. Josh, you and I are a bunch of idiots. We were maybe 30 hours into playing this oh game before goodness. we realized that some of the weapons have a secondary attack mode. Well,
0: part of that was is that I had built an axe, right? Which, I mean, hey, an axe is a nice weapon, right? Like, you know, you can crack somebody with an axe. But But it also doubled down because I can chop trees with this thing. And I was like, hey, this is great. But then I guess the game doesn't count the axe as an actual like weapon weapon. So right. yeah, then you came in and you were like, guys, did you know that there's special attacks with each weapon? And I was like, no, there's yeah. not. And I tried doing it. And I'm like, my ax doesn't do nothing. And then you're like, I think it's cause that's a tool technically. So you get a sword. And then the guy like lunges with the sword. And I'm just like, "What? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs>
1: And we were so far into the game. We were using iron weapons when you and I discovered yeah. it. And it even shows in the bottom right of the screen. It says mouse one, regular click, mouse three, secondary attack. And you and I just get tunnel vision where, oh, we got a weapon. There's an enemy. Let me go swing. And we never even noticed that it had a secondary no. mode. Yeah. So do you guys have like a certain type of weapon you like to use most? Because you've got maces, you've got two-handed battle axes, You've got the bows and arrows. Like, what kind of combat do you guys like the most?
0: I like melee personally. Like, the bows are super. Like, you have to have a bow in this game. Like, you're not getting very far without one. But once you get to a certain point, like, I just love getting in there and then blocking with the shield and meleeing and dancing around the monster. Like, I like being in the thick of it. So for me. I like the sword a lot. Like, the spear is fun because it's really fast. Like, this game does a great job of mixing in some, like, D&D-type elements. Like, people have equated the combat to Dark Souls. Again, I don't think it's Dark Souls-ish, but it definitely has, like stats and blunt damage. Like if you're fighting a skeleton, like what's, what's better against a skeleton? I always go with that, right? Well, everybody knows a mace is better because it's, it's blunt damage. Shatter the bones. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. Like, and it does a mace wrecks a skelly versus like shooting it with a bow, which does nothing to it. So I love those little tidbits about it. Um, but I like the sword, man, for me, that slash ability to be able to hit like three guys at once and then it does like this big overhead swing, because if you slash like three times in a row, it's like, you know, a left slash, a right slash, and then an overhead slash. And that overhead slash will stun most creatures. It'll kind of stagger them. And I, I love it, man. I think it's great.
2: It's not like a true weapon, but like I find myself always needing like a little bit of wood, a little bit of core wood, fine wood, whatever you have it. And, like, when you have an upgraded axe, it's really nice to be able to go out fighting and then just, like, you know, get that that last bit of materials you need without having to really mess around and do anything else. And, like, I find myself running out with a shield and an axe
1: nine times out of ten. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I am running with a sword and a shield right now, and I'm liking that a lot more than I did the mace or the spear, Although, to me, there's nothing more fun than firing the bow and arrow, because the arrows have quite a bit of arrow drop when Mm -hmm. you fire them, and nothing feels better than aiming at a flying Death Skeeto and just nailing it and seeing it explode, and then you get to run over and loot it. I find that to be so incredibly rewarding. Can I just say, the Death Skeetos are the
0: worst enemy in this entire game, man. People I hate death skitos. I hate mosquitoes more than I hate sailing into the wind. Let's just put it that way.
1: <laughs> well, Josh hates the mosquitoes so much because normally you hear them fly. Well, when you're in the swamp, every once in a while you hear some like buzzing fly oh, sound. I will whip around. And Josh would start freaking out yeah. and, and be like, Is there a mosquito? I hear it, I hear it. I know there's a mosquito around, and it's just the ambiance of the swamp. Oh, I hate those things, man. Yeah, you guys will see.
0: You you play some Valheim.
1: You'll, You'll realize, man. So I don't think we have the time to get into the details, but there are just so many things to do in this game. It can feel rather overwhelming. There are beasts in this game that you can tame where they will end up loving you. And then if you have multiple animals, they will procreate. And so you can actually run a little bit of a ranch if you want to. There is farming. There are elements of uh, beekeeping and making potions. It, what else am I missing? Like, what else can you do in this game? I mean, there's a lot of crafting, making stews and like food
2: over campfires, um, like building shelters you can build with wood or stone. I mean, uh, there's fishing to give you Mm -hmm. an
0: idea just in our group of, like you said, we have like four guys that are the, the core we've had up to six or seven people that have popped in here and there, but like, I love exploring and I do like a lot of the metal gathering, like for a while when we were getting bronze, which is super labor intensive, like we were just doing copper and tin runs nonstop, right? Like we kind of gravitated towards the let's go out, let's gather some stuff and bring it back. Todd has always been pretty much a base builder. Uh, you know, Jared just went hog wild with the building of the base stuff. I, you know, um, we like fighting bosses. Like for me, I love the progression, so I love finding a new, you know, uh, mineral or material, I guess, and then having it unlock these recipes and being like, "Ooh, guys, like we just found this! Like now we can, it says we can make this, 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 and this, and that's like that, like that." To me, that's
2: a lot of fun. Um, See, I, you know, I thought a lot about this. Josh, you're like definitely the adventurer where you're you're running head first like not looking behind you and like you're just going to explore the new biome. Paul's definitely like, all right, what do we need? Let's get the materials we need, let's like do progression very like methodical on like how we're going to do the next thing. Jared's like, you guys you guys go out. I'm gonna stay home and build the base. And then, like we come home our to like yes, six, totally. six carrot stews, and then I'm the character that's just like fives across the boards. Like it's true. I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not anyone. But then, like if Josh needs someone to run in a new biome, I'm right there with him. If we're going to adventure to see the kraken, I'm not going <sighs> to stay home. But then, at the same time, when Jace, <laughs> when Jared needs.
1: Someone to hold a beam for him so he can build the base. I got him. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. Todd's almost like the support character, even though there's no healing other players. Todd is just down for whatever the group's doing and, down and whatever clown. He needs done. Yeah, and dragging yeah, down me clown across the times.
0: ocean and getting us almost killed. Like, I, I'll say this, too, because <laughs> like, I know we have to kind of start wrapping up. But this game, there are so many like, oh my gosh, moments in this game as well, that just happen, you know, and that's one of the things that, you know, we released a little snippet on social media, but Todd and I were out in the ocean exploring and came across a little island, you know, and we're like, oh, there's something on that island we've never seen before. Todd, go look at it. And Todd goes out and he's like, oh, they're barnacles. Cool. Well, you you know, anytime you get a new material, it usually unlocks crafting stuff. So Todd starts pickaxing these barnacles and he's like, oh, dude, we got chitin. Oh, I just unlocked like a new dagger and a harpoon and all this stuff. So he's pickaxing another one. I'm waiting in the boat. The island starts moving. And then we just like, (laughs) we lose our minds and we're like, Todd, get on the boat. Get on the boat, Todd. It's moving. And Todd, (laughs) I just see Todd running and like trying to jump and swim to the boat and like But that's like, there's like, that's one moment out of like a hundred that happens in this game. Like, that's what makes this game amazing.
2: Yeah. And I'm I'm doing a whole YouTube video pretty much based off that one moment because it was so insane. And then kind of the buildup we had to that moment. But yeah, I mean, this game, this game has a ton of them. Like any, like we, we started early on with the trees falling and then like with the ocean and it's, you you find yourself in these chaotic moments where you're making like these these small decisions, but then they they're always hilarious. Like it always leads to a tree falling on you, or like pitting up a uh, locks against a death
1: skito, and then them fighting each other.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then you're just running away, just super
1: thankful. Yeah, it's very funny how some of the stuff in the game will interact with one another. That was one of the pleasant surprises where all of a sudden you're worried because there's another monster joining the fight. But sometimes the monsters will fight each other. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Valheim is just such a a massive game. I feel like we could easily go two hours just talking about it. The last thing I'll say is that it is still technically an early access. But man, is this game well polished. It's already a very complete game. Occasionally you will craft or you'll pick up certain materials that can't be used yet. I, so it does seem like they'll still add things in the future. There is also like a biome called the Mistlands. We ran into one. The biome's completely empty. There's nothing there. So obviously they're going to fill it in. So there's probably still a lot that we'll see added to Valheim, especially because it's been such a success. But I'm very curious to see what they add in the future. So now that you guys have heard a little bit about what we think about Valheim, Josh, I believe you have a couple of reviews here that the community has left. I do.
0: Yeah, the the, the reviews, it's very similar and people be, this is one of those games that lends itself to very long stories, right? Like that's how you know a good survival exploration game. And like you said, I we could easily go for another hour just sharing funny stories and moments that happened. Um it, it, but so it's difficult to filter out the reviews that are like 18 paragraphs long where somebody wants to tell a story about why they love the game or why they hate the game. Um, But I've got a few here, and what I love is that we've touched on some of this stuff already, so some of this is going to actually sound a little familiar. So I'm going to start off with a negative one. Stop adding bleeping stamina gauges to your stupid bleeping games. I'm tired (laughs) of never being able to do anything because you
2: made a bleeping
0: character with no real stamina to fight anything but trees.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's such a frustrating part of the game, but I get why it's there.
1: Yeah, it's a survival game. You have to have certain survival elements. So you do... You you will not die from hunger, but you do have to eat food in order to have any kind of HP. And you do have to monitor your food, your stamina. It makes sense. The game should not just let you run around and swing your overpowered sword on everything. It has to be a check and balance system. I actually... Love the stamina meter Uh, in this game. You masochist,
0: man! I don't mind having (laughs) stuff go like like. As of this moment, Paul and I have lost everything that we own. About thirty minutes away from our closest base, because we were exploring, Mm -hmm. and we got killed. Well, I died. Let's put it that way. I died, and then I tried to make like five or six corpse runs and could not get back because of the stupid death sketos. I hate those things. So finally, I'm like, Paul, I'm going to need you to escort me. So Paul escorts me all the way back to my body. Right at the very end... I may or may not have aggroed two Deskitos and made a beeline for my corpse, and then I got stung and died after that. Well, now Paul is aggroed from like 18 different monsters, and Paul dies, <laughs> and there lie our bodies <laughs> as of right now. So, Todd, we might need you yep. to help us after recording. <laughs> I'm busy. I got a thing. need to yeah, wash my hair. But I mean, oh. it's, it's those negatives. It's the difficulty in the game that makes this game, though, at the same time. like If it was too easy, it wouldn't be fun. Like, honestly, I, you got to have that stuff. All right. Totally agree. Okay, so next one, positive. This one is short and sweet, and uh, this guy gets it. Beware of falling trees. That's that's the <laughs> <Yes>. whole review. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think I may have died from trees more times than I died in certain biomes oh, altogether. Man. The trees are no joke. Dude, I, the first time that happens, it is hilarious. All
0: right. Um, okay, here's another one. I never thought I'd see the day... This is a positive review, by the way. I never thought I'd see the day where six Viking warriors resurrected to fight for Odin's honor would all die from a single mosquito. <laughs> we had to sit around the campfire and come up with a strategy for literal bugs.
1: Ten Ten would lose dignity again. <laughs> oh, and it's so true. How many times did we try to go into the planes too early and doing corpse runs and we would yell... The Duskito's on me. Run, go get, go get your stuff. <laughs> oh, you know? oh, Save it was
2: yourself. So funny. Really? Yes.
0: <laughs> so, all right, this one's negative, and we didn't really talk about this aspect. Uh, negative review Game looks like a mobile game on max settings.
1: <laughs> yeah. So,
0: people, a lot of the negative reviews on this game
1: harp against the graphics on it, which is crazy. I think that's dumb. The graphics are not amazing but they're not supposed to be this game has focused a hundred percent on the gameplay and the weapons and the crafting and the building and those things are all 10 out of 10 the graphics themselves are not fantastic but they're serviceable this game looks remarkably good being that it's only one gigabyte this game is incredibly huge with so much content and it's in such a small package; it's hard to believe. The only time that
2: I sat down and said, "Man, this looks awful," is when I was first creating my character. Your yes. character looks like garbage. Oh, absolutely. And then, but like, <laughs> yeah. once you go in the world and you see trees and like the sky's beautiful and everything like that, then you're like, "All right, this isn't too bad." But like, it's not great. Like, I mean, no one goes into Minecraft and then they're like, "Oh, the graphics in Minecraft are terrible."
1: No, and Valheim looks so much better than Minecraft. Anything in Valheim from a distance looks gorgeous. If you look at something too close, yeah, you can see the pixels. But honestly, I would say 90% of the time, I think the game looks just fine. And how atmospheric is it? That's like, honestly, that your character
0: graphics and some of the stuff may be low, but the atmosphere in this game is phenomenal, dude. There's weather effects, there's fog, there's rain, there's like big storms there's the sailing on the ocean there's the background music there's the ambient sounds of like the birds chirping and deer like every everything makes sounds right like you know there's a deer nearby because you hear it um i I just i think the graphics are fine man like i get the people are like oh it's simple graphics but i'll take atmosphere over graphics any day amen to that yeah all right so all right so this (laughs) this is another negative review If this is overwhelmingly positive, which he's referencing the reviews on the game, what is Red Dead Redemption 2 then? Galactic Supernova positive? (laughs) This has been done X number of times before, and there's nothing special about it. Chop down trees, build stuff. Pretty boring in the long run. The graphics and animations are pretty bad and boring. Only positive is is that it doesn't cost a lot. There are plenty of other good games to spend your time on. Like, what do you guys think about that?
1: Okay, look, this is kind of like... Comparing a popcorn movie to like a a prestige Oscar winner movie, right? Like there's different types. Red Dead Redemption 2 is, in my opinion, probably the best video game of the last 10 years. Okay, it's a masterpiece. It accomplishes a lot more than Valheim does, of course. But that doesn't discredit how good Valheim is as well. Yeah, that's like saying it's, you know, like on, on
2: here, Steam saying, is the game good or not good? And then there's, like, over overwhelmingly positive, but, like, it's basically good, good or not good. And they're like, well, if Red Dead's a hundred out of a hundred, this game isn't that. And then it's like, yeah, you're right. Like, it's not supposed to be. <laughs> but, like, that doesn't, Paul, like you were saying, that doesn't make it any worse. Like, it's just a different game. That's what a few of the reviews thought, and I kind
0: of gave you guys a hint, built in there as to what the community as a whole thinks but as we are want to do we are going to play a game would you like to play a game and we are going to guess <laughs> what we think the percent reviews are so who won last time paul i don't even remember i think it might be paul so paul you're you're up first might be me
1: yep all right well yeah you dropped a huge clue saying it's overwhelmingly positive. Given the success and how much people seem to love it, it's obviously super high. I'm going to say 96% are positive. Oh,
2: that's Very what I was going to go with. Now it's over under. Oh. Yeah. I, I'm going to go slightly under, so 95. 95
0: for Todd. Okay. Okay. Um, I forgot to write down my score before I looked at the reviews. So in all honesty, I am not going to play this round. <laughs> I, I'll just say that Paul, you hit the nail on the head 96%. And 96%. And here's the thing. Most of the negative reviews commented on two things. Either it, that people didn't like the graphics or what's funny is I literally looked at their playtime and it's 1.1 hours played and it's just like every other survival game negative review and it's like dude you are bonkers if you think you can play an hour of this game and and be able to to kind of have an idea of what's going on there so all right paul well as the uh as the champion lead us into the
1: next segment buddy all right hit that music hey baby welcome to make love marry or murder and that's all I'm going to do for that. I'm I'm not good at this segment. So we are going to be rating this game on our scale. Are you going to make love to this game, marry this game, or murder it? I have no problem going first. It's a marry. There is so much to do in this game. It's only $20. You can play solo. You can play with friends. You get so much bang for your buck. I feel like I say that a lot on this show, but you really do with this game. I I have some very minor quibbles. I think this game is an absolute slam dunk home run out of the ballpark. You know, it's fantastic.
2: Yeah. It's going to be a quick segment. Yeah. Mary. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Mary for me as well. I, I have found that we, we, we did a little bit of grinding in this game that started to get old. Like we got in this groove where we were really just trying to focus on straight up progression in like moving from bronze to iron and then iron to the next thing. And then from that thing to the next thing, and it started to wear on me a little bit. Um, But I think that was our fault. I don't think it was the game's fault, you know? And then as soon as we kind of stopped doing that and we kind of got back to the exploration part again, like I found that I was having a lot more fun with it again. So I, I mean, this is an easy, easy Mary, I think that we are starting to approach the end of the content that's in early access. So I'm a little hesitant to say, like, I'm going to keep just grinding this game for the next, like, two months without more content coming out. But it is, hands down, one of the easiest Marys I can think of in
1: recent games we've talked about. We've easily already gotten our money's worth out of this game. Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's only 20
0: bucks, man. So, worth the price, guys?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. All right, so it's a triple triple Mary. Mary. 96% approval on Steam. Wow. All right, and then let's go to the leaderboard and see where this game stacks up. All right, guys, taking a look at our leaderboard, in case we have any new listeners that aren't familiar with this segment, we have a list of 36 games that we have covered on the show, and we try to rate them against each other, even if they are from vastly different genres. We have a master list going from number one, which is Overwatch, all the way down to number 36, which is Overcooked 2, and basically we just have to come up with a consensus rating of where we want to put in the current game. So, for all three of us giving it a merry, I know that all three of us have been loving it. I know it's going to be somewhere near the top. So, taking a look at the list here, we've got like number 3 Rocket League, 4 Rust, 5 Call of Duty Warzone, 6 Hearthstone. It's right in that area. Do we area think it's in this me. range it's, or down? For me, it's in
2: that area. For me, it's 5, right below Rust. Like I oh, I have a hard time with like Rust or this game? Rust is Rust I definitely have higher highs, lower lows. This game is more like a, a a simmer on like how much fun I have um where it's like it's always a good time. It's always going to be fun to play. Like I'm going to enjoy it. But the 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 times in Rust I've had are so great. So funny. There's there's more randomness with like random people like they'll there will never be a scenario in this game where Josh runs around with a guitar and and gets tips from
1: other players. Right, you're right. <laughs> I think you're spot on, Todd. I would put it below Rust, but I would put it above Warzone and Hearthstone. I, I, I'm kind of with you. C- what do you think, Josh? Guys, we've
0: been doing this together too long. Because I agree, 100. Like I, it's wow. it's very close to Rust, but it does not. Rust is much more. Like online multiplayer. So, like Todd touched on, you get those kind of really wacky moments that tend to stand out. And while there's phenomenal moments in Valheim, Valheim is like self contained servers. Yeah. You know, maybe one day if they ever open it up when it gets out of early access and they go, hey, here's a server with like 100 people on it and let's see what happens. Like at that point, I could see it maybe like supplanting Rust. But for now, I mean, it's right there, man.
1: Lock it in. Number five, Valheim. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining us here for the show today. Hope you guys enjoyed listening and hearing a little bit about Valheim. Please check us out on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MultiplayerPod. You can also find us on YouTube at Podcast. Todd mentioned earlier that he is editing some videos of our time in Valheim, so definitely subscribe to that channel, and then you'll be notified when that gets released. And then also, if you would like to support the show, which we hope that you would do, please leave us a rating of five stars. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please write a review. And then also check us out on Patreon at MultiplayerSquad.com. You can help support the show. That way we can keep releasing two episodes every week. And you'll also get access to our discord server where you can come game with me, Todd and Josh. And you can also see recommendations of other games. We post memes and trailers to other games we hear about. It's a really great community. So if you wanted to check that out, that is at, again at MultiplayerSquad.com. And then I think that's it here for today. And then we'll be back with another episode on Thursday for This Week in Gaming.
0: Todd, can you help us get our corpses back now? I really had a lot of stuff. Todd, you got an hour <laughs> to escort me and Josh. And are you willing to kill 18 death Skeetos along the way? <laughs>